Hi guys, Paul here from Belgium Performance Coaching and the Complete Personal Trainer Podcast. In this week's series, we're going to be talking about the multiple applications of our tools. So, in training our clients, working in the gym, we have a number of different tools at our disposal. And a lot of people kind of, they become very fixated and very attached to the tools that they use. And they seem to kind of go, all right, cool, that tool is just for that purpose. And you know, ideally, each tool has a purpose it's most suited for, but it can be done for multiple goals as well. So what I want to do in this series is very training orientated, is focus on a different tool and how it can be used to achieve multiple goals. So today, I'm going to be talking about cardiovascular exercise. In the next couple of ones, I'm going to talk about strength training, and then I'm going to talk about multiple modality tools or mixed modality tools. So what I want to you guys to be able to take away from this is when you're looking at a different tool in the gym, you can, it will give you a better understanding of where to place it in your program. So to give a example of that, let's look at a strength training exercise really quickly and look at what it does in terms of its first tier results, second tier, third tier. So what I mean by that is the first tier is the main thing the exercise does. The second tier is the second thing it does and the third tier is obviously the third thing it does. So let's just use a chin-up as an example of this. Chin-up is, if we're going to look at it from a hypertrophy lens, the chin-up's main uh, use is the hypertrophy, the lat muscles of the upper back. So that's its, one, its main outcome. That's the best outcome you get from chin-ups. It doesn't, it's not the only thing it does, though. Chin-ups will also have a tertiary, a secondary outcome, pardon me, of putting hypertrophy in the biceps because they are involved. They're a secondary prime mover. So we include that in our sets. We probably include a chin-up as one set of lats, half a set of biceps. The other, one of the other benefits, so a third tertiary benefit for the chin-up could be, it increases lat flexibility. So if someone has limited overhead flexibility, doing a neutral grip chin-up, for example, may be a fantastic way to hypertrophy the lats, build their biceps a little bit, and create that mobility. So every exercise and every tool we use has first tier, second tier, third tier, fourth tier uh, outcomes. So this is how you can use different tools to do that. So we can use cardio. So the main thing that we think about when we have cardiovascular training for most people is calorie output. Uh, so energy expenditure. And you see a lot of posts on Instagram of people talking about how that's a crappy reason to use cardiovascular exercise. It, you know, for some, in it lacks nuance, it lacks shades of gray, which most things in the fitness industry do. People try and make, draw a line in the sand and take a stance because it's cool, it's marketable, you can put it in a post and people will like it and go, yeah, that's how I believe, oh my God, you're saying what I feel. And it's, it's intellectually lazy, unfortunately. Energy expenditure is a benefit of cardiovascular training. So for general population clients, is that a good idea to go, hey, I want you to go do cardio to burn 300 calories a day, so you can eat 300 more calories. No, because it doesn't work that way, A. And B, it's not psychologically healthy. Uh, it's not psychologically healthy as a tool for them. But say you're training a bodybuilder who's trying to get into contest prep or a physique competitor, someone of that nature, who's trying to get into contest prep and you can't reduce their calories anymore because they're quite small. So what can we do? We can actually use a treadmill a bike, an elliptical, any cardiovascular tool, and apply an energy expenditure goal to that to help them lose more body fat while maintaining the same amount of food. A lot of elite level bodybuilders and physique competitors do this 
used car dealer for that exact strategy. It does have second tier and third tier outcomes for them. For them, it could be used for you know cardiovascular health, their heart health, because if they are using performance enhancing drugs, it will help lower blood pressure, it will help lower blood lipids. There's some of the benefits of it, but for them, they're primarily going, all right, cool, it's gonna help me burn calories, it's going to achieve this outcome as well. It's all about how you place it to the client, the reasons that you're doing it and the multiple applications of that. Because for a bodybuilder, using that tool rather than a mixed modality tool like a kettlebell could be better because it won't have the joint impact, for example. So some of the ways that we can use cardio, we can use it for heart health. We can use cardiovascular exercise as a tool to reduce blood lipids, to reduce blood cholesterol, to improve the strength of the heart. We do that by training cardiovascular training for 20 to 60 to 90 minutes, at, you know, around 70% of maximal heart rate. It's commonly called cardiac output training. Very steady state cardio is the way to do it. Um, we can use high intensity interval training for the same purpose. We can do, use low intensity interval training for the same purpose. We need to look at what is the cardio adaptation we want to get and what are the secondary and tertiary goals of that client. We've already talked about how we uh, can do it for energy expenditure. We can do it for metabolic flexibility, cardio training. So training someone, metabolic flexibility to, for a quick description, and Mike T. Nelson is the guy for this, is basically the ability to alternate between using fats as a fuel and carbohydrates as a fuel in different situations. And the greater degree of metabolic flexibility, the greater degree of physiological health that you demonstrate. So. For if someone has poor metabolic flexibility, say they have an inability to burn fats as a fuel, doing fasted cardio in the morning, yeah, sure, it's not gonna burn many more calories for energy expenditure. We're not trying to do it for that. We're trying to do it to increase their ability to use fats as a fuel, which is better for their metabolic health. Will it help you know, with energy expenditure? Sure, absolutely, but it's not a goal. In fact, we're probably looking at cardio health as um, our secondary goal for that one. We can also use it for parasympathetic recovery and parasympathetic tone. So one of the old arguments against cardiovascular training was that it would put you into a sympathetic state and overload your adrenal glands. If you have a listen to the series that we did last week on you know, my learning process and all the mistakes I made, a lot of the gurus I followed would say that exact same thing. Now, I found when we look at that, it really doesn't make any sense because what happens when you do weight training is you basically tear down muscles and you don't want that, but they respond and they get better. When you do cardiovascular training, your heart rate goes up and yes, there is a sympathetic response, but that's cool because what happens is what goes up must come down. So the parasympathetic tone, so the ability of your parasympathetic nervous system to work at a higher level and improve other things is awesome. It improves really, really quickly. And that can be measured with tools like heart rate variability, morning pulse, overall recovery status, and a number of different ways to actually you know, see if you are having that desired outcome. Lowered resting heart rate, lower BP being very easy ones that also give you an indication of your cardiovascular health. So guys, what I want you to do with this, with this information is have a look at what your cardio programming that you're doing for clients, if any. Hopefully you are. And from here, what you wanna do is look at, all right, cool, why have I programmed it this way? What's the outcome that this person needs? So if you have like a 45-year-old male client, for example, who's got borderline high triglycerides and higher blood pressure, is giving them high-intensity interval training 
the best option for them considering they're working 60 hours a week or 40 hours a week or whatever it is. You need to look at your programming and have a look at is the way you've programmed that tool the best way to achieve their primary goal, their secondary goal, and their tertiary goal. And that's the art of program design. To balance what their wants are with what their needs are and to understand if their need is more important than their want. So if someone wants to get really jacked and take a bunch of steroids and get huge as hell by their liver and cardiovascular health and shot to hell, you need to fix that before, you need to fix that, they need to fix that before their want, their desire can be fulfilled. So have a look at your programming cardiovascular training guys and stay tuned for the next one where we talk about strength training and the multiple applications of that.